Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Locker Room Podcast. My name is Luther Connor, and we are going to go over this past weekend's card as well as do a quick little touch-up of this upcoming weekend's banger that is Marlon Chito Vero taking on Corey the Sandman Sanhagen, which is just going to be a phenomenal fight. But first, let's go over what happened this past weekend. We had Leon, uh, Leon Rocky Edwards defending his title in his home country of London, the UK, the area across the pond against the former number one pound-for-pound fighter and Kamaru Usman, a.k.a. the Nigerian Nightmare. Now, before this fight, we had some predictions of Kamaru Usman going into enemy territory and taking over uh, the country and essentially regaining his title. That was essentially going uh, based off how the first fight went with Kamaru Usman dominating all three rounds. And then in the second fight, Kamaru Usman winning a majority of all the rounds, essentially 90% of the fight. Uh, well, he lost the first round, won the second, the third, and the fourth, won the majority of the fifth until one minute left, and got head kicked and knocked out and lost his title. So based off the previous stats, we kind of had a similar feeling that uh, essentially he was going to do what he did in the first and the second fight, and we were wrong. We were very much wrong. Uh, the fight did go to decision. Leon Edwards, essentially his game plan was to fight long and rangy, to fight on his back foot, to keep Kamaru Usman on the outside. And then when Kamaru Usman tried to get close, as he naturally likes to do, and to get in that clinch game, to essentially take him down once he get close to the, to the fence. Leon Edwards did a good job maintaining distance over the five of the rounds, essentially um, punching him from the outside, like I was saying before. And when Kamaru Usman did try to take him down, he put two hands on to his one so he can control the grip. Because if you're trying to take someone down and they have both their left and their right hand on one of your hands, that that hand is essentially nullified and you're not going to be able to mount much of an offense and that's essentially what we saw uh leon edwards he had a great game plan like i was saying kamaru usman was kind of plodding forward he definitely looked like the last fight significantly affected him because he was not fighting like his normal self kamaru usman was yeah like i was saying before plodding forward uh he was not really uh, attempting to close the distance too quickly, and he ate a ton of leg strikes. The essentially out of all the strikes landed, Leon Edwards threw a hundred and he threw a hundred and sixty one significant strikes, and he landed a hundred and twenty. Kamara Usman threw two hundred and five strikes, and he only landed eighty seven. He landed less than fifty percent of the strikes he's thrown. And Leon Edwards landed 74. That is, a, that's really crazy. And for the takedowns, this is where it gets crazy. Kamar Usman went for 15 takedowns. He only landed four. That is very taxing on your mind when you go after so many takedown attempts and you just don't get it round after round. And that's essentially what we saw over the course of five rounds. 
When it comes to the strikes, Leon Edwards had an amazing game plan of going to the legs. Out of all the strikes that he threw, 41% of the strikes were essentially leg strikes and vice versa. It looks like Kamar Usman was headhunting because 65% uh, of his strikes went to the head. And which is essentially telling you their game plan. Leon Edwards wants to keep it on the feet and poke him from the outside. And Kamara Usman wants to essentially get in close and uh, get him down to the ground. Essentially, Muhammad Ali versus Mike Tyson strategy if they were ever to fight in their primes. And we kind of saw that uh, Usman, he did not look the same. There are a lot of rumors going around that he was injured before the fight. That's why we... They, that's why Kobe Chaos Covington was the emergency backup, which was surprisingly as heck for everyone because we have not heard from him in over a year and a half. And he surprisingly just shows up at the weigh-ins, and he's the not only the backup fighter. At the post-fight press conference, we were told that he will be the, the next challenger, the next title challenger to Leon Rocky Edwards. I don't believe that should happen. Leon Edwards has gone on record saying he doesn't want to fight him. He told Daniel Cormier in the Octagon. He said it at the press fight, pre, uh, the post-fight press conference. And when he did his interview on the Era Hawani show on Monday, he also said that he does not feel like Kobe Covington deserves a title shot, which I also do agree. I do believe that it should go to either Bilal Muhammad or or the winner of Gilbert Burns versus Jorge Masvidal in two to three weeks' time, especially consider the history that Jorge Masvidal and Leon Edwards have. If you all don't recall, a few years ago, I believe it was like three years ago, Jorge Masvidal sucker punched Leon Edwards behind stage uh, after the event was over, and Leon Edwards never got his revenge. He never got to settle that. And it really is a shame considering that these gentlemen, their job is to fight one another. They're both in the same weight class. They had an illegal confrontation backstage. It was caught on camera. That points to all the signs that this fight should 100% be made. And I agree that the winner of Masvidal Gilbert Burns should be uh, fighting Leon Orris to get that title shot. So... Now we essentially just play the waiting game to see exactly what happens. What will probably happen is they're going to throw a lot of money at Leon Edwards to a point where he's going to say, all right, if I fight this guy, then you give me Hori Masvidal. And the UFC is going to be like, okay, well, uh, yeah, we'll do that down the road as well. That's essentially how the game goes. They say that the organization can't make you fight, but they throw enough money at you and you got to remember these gentlemen are prize fighters they fight for a prize and if the prize is big enough they will fight just about anybody so that's essentially how i see that going kamara usman i believe he's going to take the rest of the year off he definitely should you know get his mojo back and there was a interesting stat that after the event the number of title challengers over the age of 35 the their record overall for the entire history is two and twenty-eight. That's from the featherweight division all the way up to the welterweight division. So that's from 115 pounds all the way up to 170 pounds. Uh, essentially, well, what that what that stat generally says is 
your prime when it comes to those weight classes, 115 to 170, the max is essentially 34. Once you get 35, that is your peak physical prime. More than likely, not in power, but in speed. You just don't get, you cap off at the age of 34 of, of how fast you're going to get. And with age, speed is the first thing, unfortunately, to go. So, Kamar Usman, take the rest of the year off. Uh, get your head straight. Spend time with your family. Leon Edwards, excited to see what's going to happen. Whether it's him versus Kobe Covington or him versus Hori Masvidal, if he gets that W in a few weeks, I'm all here for it. And then with this upcoming weekend, we have... Such a banger of a fight. Marlon Chito Vera and Corey Sanhagen fighting in the bantamweight division, 135 pounds. Thankful the UFC. This fight was originally scheduled to be in the apex. That's in the smaller cage in the UFC. But it was moved because uh, for the the slap league, you guys should be seeing the power slap. The season finale is going to be going on there. And so they moved the event. It's going to be early. It's, it's 6 p.m. Central Time. That is going to be such a banger. If you guys don't like essentially wrestling when it comes to MMA events, this is going to be the one to not blink on. Both these guys fancy themselves great, fantastic fighters on the feet. Marlon Chito Vera, if he wins, He's going to be knocking on the door of a title shot. Same goes to Corey Sanhagen. It's definitely going to be potential fight of the year. So make sure you guys tune into that. Um, and another good uh, other fights that are notable to mention on the card in the co-main event is Holly Holm. If you guys remember her, she's the one that head kicked Ronda Rousey and took the title from her. That's going to be a great. Uh, that's going to be a great co-main event. Macy Barber, she's on there as well. She's a fantastic fighter. Only, I believe, 24 years old. Great-looking girl. She's fighting our other girl, uh, Andrea KGB Lee. That's going to be good. And Nate uh, Landler. I can't really pronounce his last name. He's fighting Austin Lingo. These top four fights are going to just be fantastic. It starts early. You get to be in bed by 9 o'clock if you're old. If not, you get to start early. The prelim started at 3 o'clock, so it'll be from 3 till 9. Me, myself, I'll wait till 6 and then catch the prelims afterwards. And we'll be breaking that one down again next week, so make sure you guys tune in. As always, check out my Discord as well and my Twitch channel. That's Taj Mahal, where I do a lot of variety streaming of video games. Drop in, say hello, and I will catch you guys next time. Peace out.